Do you have some patterns that are stopping you from seeing real opportunities? Listen, are you just wanting to do better with your life, live better, and be a better version of you? Angela M. Scott Coaching Services is here for you. As a master certified life coach, Angela serves as a gateway to your forward movement with empowerment, encouragement, and transformative coaching techniques that render success. Listen, I know we all going through trying times. I know we all going through difficult things. I know everything ain't always what it's supposed to be. And sometimes we need a little push in the right direction. This way is your way. Go to AngelaMScott.com and sign up for a free 30-minute consultation. That's AngelaMScott.com because your life and your goals have purpose. All right, now let's start the show. I am your host, KJ, and you are now tuned in to Organized Chaos Conversations with KJ. On this show, you, the people, sit down with me and tackle common life situations and embrace a difference of opinion and life views. What works for one may not work for you, but it's through conversation we find different avenues to tackle similar issues. First and foremost, I would love to tell y'all that we have made it to the 20th episode of season one organized chaos conversations with kj i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in weekly that is 20 weeks that we've been doing this that i've tried to provide you with quality content and great conversations and just another avenue for you to just look at life through a different perspective and i thank you from the bottom of my heart for continually tuning in um i i can't thank you enough you guys have literally made this what it is uh, I always wanted it to be grassroots and organic, and I wanted it to uh, feel like the conversations that I had with my friends, with my family members, and and and, and you guys have helped me uh, cultivate um, and create a new way to to express my feelings and my thoughts. And and I thank you for not being judgmental, for sticking with me, and for loving the co- the content that I'm bringing. After this episode, I'm probably take like a little two to three week break. Uh, I'm implementing some new things for season two and we'll be right back. You know, we'll be back for season two. So thank you for, for vibing with me through season one. I appreciate you. And on today's episode of Organized Chaos Conversations with KJ, I am so blessed. I am honored. I feel privileged. I feel enamored to have the first person that I ever loved in my whole entire life uh, the person that has stuck with me through every up and down that I possibly can go through, the person that has been my personal life coach, um, and I've had more than 30-minute free consultations, uh, <laughs> my mother, Angela Scott, welcome to the show, Mom. Okay, Jay, man of God, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to give you every last one of those free conversations. Yeah, yeah. some of them came <laughs> a little differently, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't like all of them, but I, you know, I appreciated them. And honestly, they have made me the man I am today. I'm still growing. I'm still evolving. I'm still learning. And I'm still processing the changes that, uh, that I embark on daily. But I appreciate you, um, sticking with me and, 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 and coaching me and pushing me through some of the most trying times in my life. You know, that's what I'm here for. And the thing about it is in life, life happens. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, you just being willing to listen mm-hmm. and, you know, just, and, and I love our dialogue. Right. I just love it right. because when we get together, I mean, we laugh, mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we have serious I'm definitely talks. the funniest kid. Oh, for real, yeah, you are. By far. For real. Yeah, by far. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite, but we don't got to talk about that because I think two, we of, won't them, talk yeah, about two that. of them listen to this podcast, so we don't, we don't really got to talk about that. <laughs> nah, but um, mom, so I, I, I really just want to have a conversation with you, right? So a lot of the, the, the stuff that I've talked about in previous episodes has to do, you know, with life and journeys and, mm-hmm. and just different uh, aspects that we all go through, right? I, I've gotten people from very different walk of life to come in here and, and talk to me. Um, so I really wanted somebody uh, for, twofold, right? I really wanted people to understand why I am the way I am. And I think hearing you talk and the way you are will give people a better understanding of that. And then I just wanted you to encourage everybody on this last final episode of season one. Okay. All right. Can we do that? We can do that. But I have to start off saying that I am so godly proud of you. Thank you, mom. I really am. We, I just, I love who you are evolving to be. I love who you are becoming and um, it's a blessing. I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah, yeah. It wasn't without his ups and downs, right? And right. Uh, his trials and tribulations. And right. one of those would would be the divorce uh, that took place early on in my life uh, from you and uh, Kenny Senior. And right. how for you right now, me having been divorced as well, how did how did you, that time like mold you into the person that you are now? Like, what was well, it about know, that time that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, set you and said, yo, this, this put a fire under you. Well, you know, I had to really, really, really change my thinking. Mm. Because going through that divorce, it was difficult. Right. I mean, you know, four beautiful children right. out of that relationship. And um, before that even happened coming from a home where I was always encouraged to be the best I could be, Mm -hmm. do the best I could do. You know, there's no failure in you. This is what my mom would say all the time. You know, whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. And so now going through a divorce, it was as if to me, those empowering words that I heard all my life were now crumbling. Mm. And, um, but I had to make a decision to do what was best, not just for me, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but what was best for you all as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've never been one to throw stones. Right. Now you, uh, I think I talked about that on the episode with Amberlynn, um, how you, uh, have never, even during the times where I, man, even during the times where I literally like hated the existence of who he was. You never, uh, you 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 made it an effort to either not say nothing at all or to say, hey, you know, we we gonna be all right. And I think mm-hmm. that is something that people can learn from. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what why that was important to me because I realized that in any relationship, it takes more than one person. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was, you know, again, something that, you know, Grandma B used to always say, be careful about what you say about others, because Mm. you don't know how it's going to come back to you. Mm. And uh, so 
you know, and she used to always say, if you don't have anything good to say, just don't, don't say, say nothing at all. all. Just, Look, just, just but was it hard for you sometimes, though? Like, to not be like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, those days where we sitting out on the porch waiting for him to come and he don't come. Like, was it hard for you to say, man, that's just that Bama. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's the deal, KJ. What I would not say to you all, mm. sometimes I would pick up and say to Grandma Obi. Got it. You know, she was like my life. Yeah, coach, outlet. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then I had, you know, just like three really close friends who would not necessarily say what I wanted to hear, mm. but they said what I needed to hear. Mm. And I think that's one of the problems in life that sometimes when we go through rough spots, we gravitate to people who think so much like us that they say the things that we're already saying to ourselves. Mm. And so that's why we don't get anywhere. But it's, that's why we, yep, yep. you know, that's why we stay in that little rut mm -hmm. because they, you've already said it to yourself. Now you just go into people that are going to say the same thing to you that you've said to yourself. Pretty much confirming what you want to hear, not what technically you need to hear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so my thing is, how's that working for you? Right. You know, so when you start looking for when you're in those rough spots in life and everybody has them. Yeah, man, for sure. Everybody has them. You know, you just have to. OK, what's what's the real deal here? Mm -hmm. And then you have to be with your be real with yourself. I had to be real with myself. Got it. OK, yeah, there were some things he did not do that were uh, there were some things he did that wasn't right. right. Okay. But it wasn't like I was the, uh, you know, angel from heaven. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, attitudes can play a lot. You know, it's funny. And I, and I, and she might beat, my, uh, beat me up for telling you this, right? Uh -huh. I literally just got off the phone with your oldest daughter. And she said to me, and without divulging too much, she said to me, Kay, I really think sometimes I'm the problem. Right. Wow. And when she said that to me, I said, connect, I, I realized the same thing. And this is why single life is prevalent for me. Right. This is why I have flourished in single life is because even though I might not be the problem, like in aspects and areas that uh, other individuals may assume, I have mm -hmm. it, I have things and thoughts that may prevent me from being the best husband or boyfriend that I could possibly be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I realized that those things and thoughts uh, are more so conducive to me uh, enjoying a single life, like living uh, just by myself. And mm -hmm. when she said that to me, it, I told her, I said that that right there, that you saying that is literally the first step of like your the beginning of your life. Right. Literally right. the first step. And so right. you just saying that now, like, yeah, he did what he did, but I'm not placing the whole blame on him. Like, I, I wasn't the best, you know, or I wasn't an angel, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And and even though there are there are degrees of, of issues and things of that nature, still, we have to look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. And you're right, you know, what you share with your sister is absolutely right. So when we can admit well, I got I got my own axe to grind. Right. I, got, I got some of my own issues. Right. And then we start working on our mm -hmm. issues. That's mm -hmm. the next step. Mm -hmm. You can't say you got something. And, and then you not do nothing about it, right? You got to do something about it. And I'm going to tell you, I truly believe that the majority of all of our issues begin with our mind. Mm. 
from now, 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 when I say that, you know, we've had some conversations, you know, about this before. It's For like, sure. what are you telling yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you telling yourself you're going to make it? Or are you telling yourself you can't? Mm-hmm. Are you telling yourself that it's over because you want it to be over? Are you telling yourself mm-hmm. it's over because they don't want to be a part? Because right. you can't, you can't change anybody's mind. Facts. I mean, think about it. We have a hard enough time changing our own mind Facts. about stuff we know we need to change our mind about. So now how are you going to change somebody else's mind unless you are operating under manipulation, mm. um, a lack of integrity and character? Um, you're telling them only what you want them to know right. and not all that they need to know to make a conscientious decision. Mm. So, you know, it's like we have to be real with ourselves. Yeah. uh, You know, we only sometimes want to be introspective when it it doesn't. And and it's funny, right? If you, you know, think about the word introspective, uh, you know, it's, you know, looking at the inner version, like taking your inner thoughts and things of that. But we only like to be introspective when it doesn't affect the way we think about us. Right. Yeah. Right. And I know that I know that to be a case. Uh, however, I, I, I literally, you know, I, you know me well enough to know, like, I broadcast my flaws. Like, I'm OK with my flaws. I work every day to be a better version of me. And um, the 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 downfalls and the imperfections and the uh, imperfections that I that I have, uh, I, I admit them. And and again, I wake up in the morning and I say, yo, how can I do better than I did yesterday? Right. What can I bring to the table different than I did yesterday? Yeah. And that has been one thing about you. I mean, you know, in our relationship, uh, which is one of the things I absolutely love. And I tell Scott this all the time. I mean, we just real with each other. Mm -hmm. I respect you. You respect me. You know, I hear what you have to say. You hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, at the end of the conversation, we still throwing out much love. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think the difference, though, is that I know that you know that I only want what's absolutely best for you. Mm-hmm. And and you know that. Mm-hmm. That's all I, I mean, for all of you all, that's all I have ever wanted. Now, of course, times are different and things <laughs> have changed. <laughs> and we had this conversation. Yeah, nah, for, sure. for sure. <laughs> and I remember you were saying, gosh, mom, I mean, I word you use was liberal but right. you know it might have been in that family right. and I said no it's just that I understand that. I actually wanted to talk about that too okay yeah now I wanted to talk about that conversation before you even dig in deeper right there was something we were having a conversation and you were telling me about a, a podcast that you were listening to and so so for the people out there that's listening that don't know my mom has been asking for, I've had Facebook for about 15 <laughs> years now. Wait, I went to college in 2005. So I have, yeah, 15 years now. Uh, my, my mom has been asking for my Facebook since then, right? <laughs> and I always tell her no, like every once in a while, I'll be like, all right, I'll give you one day uh, being my Facebook friend. And it's really not for no particular reason, because most of the stuff that I post is public and she can go uh, actually look at it. Um, right. I, like, because I don't have anything to hide. It's just... It's just a running joke and it, whatever. It was whatever. Right. Um, so the other day and some of it is because some of the content, honestly, I don't want my mom seeing, you know, what I mean, like that's just the, the, the truth of the matter. Like some things that I post, I don't think my mom should be looking at. 
And that's why I say, well, you know what? To keep that balance and to keep her happy, I'm just not going to add her as my Facebook friend. But to uh, to get to our conversation, we were talking about a podcast, and you were saying how you wanted to listen. And you asked me like three or four times, okay, send me your podcast name. I'm hearing good things about it, this, this, and that. And I'm like, yeah, I got you, mom. But when we hang up the phone, in my mind, I'm thinking like, nah, I can't. Like, cause you know what I'm saying? Like everything ain't everything. Like there's some words in her that she might not want to hear. There's some subject matter that she might not want to listen to. Blah, blah, blah. So then uh, one day we were talking, talking, talking. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm listening to this new podcast. Have you heard of this individual? I'm like, yeah, I heard of him. I'm like, you listen to that? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, but he, he be cussing a lot. And he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I realized, uh, in my growth that sometimes the language uh, you have to get over the language to get to the message. And mm-hmm. I want to ask you, how did you get to that? Because that, oh my that is actually relevant in so many different areas. Like we're just pertaining it to, uh, you know, movies and podcasts and things like that. But that actually has a, a way greater uh, expansion than we're actually thinking about. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, your audience may not know I'm a born again Christian. Yeah, I mean, talk it. Je- yes, Jesus is Lord over my life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I love me some Jesus. Fact. I mean, that's how I got through the trials that I was going through. Right. But, you know, because I know that one of my callings is to help people mm-hmm. and to encourage them and to empower them and to take them through um, transformative coaching. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you have to build some thick skin mm-hmm. to really hear what's being said mm-hmm. versus all the other words that are being used to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, because you know, when we used to look at TV and I hear cousin, turn that off. Can y'all stop watching that? Oh my goodness, they got to be saying all that. (laughs) (laughs) We could never get through a TV show. Me and Scott would be like, man, listen, if you just don't get out this room, (laughs) we finna watch this movie. If you could just leave, it would be a much better experience. Then I'd be somewhere else praying in the name of Jesus. <laughs> That's a whole fact. Yeah. But, you know, and, and so going through that and hearing um, some things that people were going through. I mean, heck, even in our own family, you right. know, listening to you all sometimes, you know, I wanted I wanted to. OK, here it is. Talk to me. I wanted to be like, all right, Lord, you have given plenty of examples in the Bible. Mm-hmm where you heard what they had to say Mm -hmm. and you took the time to minister to them. Mm. That's what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And so now sometimes, you know, I do have to say, well, now hold hold on a minute because I really want to hear you. Right. Right. So then that lets them know you're going a little bit too far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's all in knowing what the end result is. What is the end goal? Right. Right. If you're looking to help people, then you have to be able to hear people. That's a fact. Um, if you don't want to help them, then you know that you know that may not be your thing. That may not be what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. But I still believe in all of that. There's this one word that I think is so powerful, and that is respect. Mm. And so you have to get to the place where you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. 
more than you tolerate the situation. Mm. You know, respect yourself more than you, uh, you know, amplify, you know, what's going on, your emotions. Where is your love for you? Right. And that's what some people are missing. They really miss loving. I mean, really loving themselves. I mean, I've been teaching on this um, uh, new series, Developing Your Love Walk. Okay. And one of the scriptures I go to is where the word of God says, you love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And then that's the great commandment. And then the second one is likened to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And like I said last week, how are you going to love your neighbor if you don't even know how to love yourself? Mm. You know, what kind of love uh, and, and some things we call love is not love. It's not love at all. Been, no, because mm -hmm. here's one of the things I said. You know, some people equate self-care to self-love. Really? Okay, self-care is taking care of your temple right. inside and out. The same people that will go and get a manicure, pedicure, and, a, and get in the sauna. They'll use that to all, say, I love myself. Right. Mm. But they'll turn around and abuse themselves with maybe drugs uh -huh. or being in a bad situation. So that's not uh. loving you. That's not loving you, boo. No. Loving you is understanding what uh, you are made of, what possibilities you have, who has made you, what his intent is for your life. I mean, let's push, let's push, let's push. Right. Don't just be mediocre. Mediocre has nothing to offer you. But if you just push and go all the way, lean all the way in and say, wait a minute, I was created for better. I was created to be my best. Mm -hmm. Let me be about doing that. And as I'm doing that, others are being encouraged to do the same. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Now, I tell myself that all the time is like, Slim, if you can just show people, right? Like, I, you can only tell people so much, right? You know, the, right. the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. Right. You can show people so, you can tell people so much. But once you show them, like, literally, uh, and I tell this story all the time. It's probably my third time this season telling this story. I, I had the, my, my troop, who is like almost like my little sister in, in Guam. And when I first got to be her supervisor, she asked me, like, yo, this happiness thing, this this for you, I, it's got to be a facade. Like, you can't be like this all the time. Like, this this ain't real. And I was explaining to her what I explained to her everything. Well, no, I chose it as a lifestyle. I hit rock bottom a long time ago, and I vowed to myself that I'd never go back. And and so I had to change my mentality. I had to change my thought process. And I had mm -hmm. to, you know, boom, boom, boom. I did all of this. So three months later, she come back to me, or not three months later, but three weeks later, she come back to me and she said, she crying in the office and she said, I finally get what you mean. And I said, what are you talking about? What's wrong? What, you all right? And you know, I'm not the most empathetic person. So, you know, when I see somebody crying, I'm just like, yo, you good? You know what I mean? And she was <laughs> like, uh, no, I, I really, last night I sat and I prayed and I meditated and I got what you were saying about happiness. And I and I my smile lit up the whole room. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you you got it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got it from just watching you. I got it from just seeing mm -hmm. that this wasn't a facade. This was really who you were mm -hmm. as a person. And at mm -hmm. first I, I didn't see that before. So I, you know, like in in my face, right? I seen, you know, people talk about it and this, this, but I never seen a person really live like that. Mm-hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, now I talk to her all the time. She, you know, Sammy tells me all the time, like, I'm happy this, I'm, this is going on. And even when things aren't going right, she calls me and she said, but you know what? 
life is still good. And that's what right. I tell people all the time. Life is really, like, I know 2020 has thrown a lot of things at people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, you're alive. Life right. is still good. That's right. That's right. Life is still good. Uh, let's transition to this other thing that I wanted to ask you. Um, it was 2013. I was deployed. And I called you, and you know, we talked every once in a while while I was deployed. You, you know me, I'm not like the biggest phone person. So me and you right. talk maybe every Saturday. We set, a, you know, set aside some time. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. But we talk at least once a week. We try to. Right. Um, but we call, I called you when I was in the desert, and I said, I, I think I was crying. And, you know, I don't cry uh-huh. often. And right, I said, right. Ma, I really don't remember nothing from my childhood. I said, the only thing that I remember from my childhood is y'all being in the, uh, the hallway at Trafalgar. And um, this is when you, you found out what you found out. And mm-hmm. um, you, know, you, were, you were out your you were leaving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, y'all were in the hallway. And he was saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm taking him with me. And you were saying, no. And that's literally like the most vivid memory that I have of my childhood. And right then, me and you had a moment where we both cried and we talked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how, when I told you that, how did that really like make you feel and why? Why did it make you feel whatever way it made you feel? Well, you know, first of all, as a, as a loving um, parent, mm-hmm. you just don't want to see your children go through any changes. Mm-hmm. I mean... Listen, I had what I thought was the best plan of life for you all. Got you. And so when those plans don't, you know, pan out, uh, you have to learn how to endure hardness as Mm -hmm. a good soldier. Mm. And so anytime there was any level of disappointment um, that I saw where you all were disappointed or you were hurt, Mm Um, it was hard. So on one hand, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, but on the other hand, I knew we couldn't stay there. Mm -hmm. Even when you and I was talking, I was like, but you know what? There's, there's more to life than this. And I think sometimes KJ, we make the mistake of, of not forgiving people Mm. in ourselves. And so what we do is we hold people hostage, forgetting that, in that moment in their life, whatever they were doing, that was the level of living they either mm, were accustomed to now. or they knew how to do. And so I think it's unfair when we look back and say, well, you know, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. And here's why I think it's unfair. Because in in the moment that even when you and I would talk about the divorce that you were going through, mm-hmm. look, my thing was to encourage you, but I wasn't there living in that with you. Right. And so, you know, why am I going to hold you hostage behind something that you said you were going to do? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going on with the other party. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So my thing was, because uh, I was good to say by the time you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Talk now. Hey, Lord. <laughs> 88, I was good to say. Right, right, right. Yes, indeedy. And so, but still, I had to learn to navigate through some things. And I'm going to tell you, that's one of the reasons why I'm a master certified life coach right now. Right. Because with the things I've had to navigate mm. through life, I'm like, I'm not going to let it be for naught. I'm going to turn around and use this Come and on help now. somebody else. 
So, so it was always, and this is where I leaned in to, you know, my dad and my brothers, because you were my only son. Right. And I was like, I want him to be, to grow up, to be a strong young man. Mm -hmm. And the pastor we were under then, he was so good. He told me when he knew what was going on in the family, uh, he said, listen, uh, of course, we're here for you and your your children. But, you know, if you have a good relationship with your brothers and your dad, let them be a part of helping to raise him. Mm. That was some of the best wisdom I got. Wow. I Until never Scott knew that. Came along. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when it came to things, especially with you, you know, I sought them out. Mm -hmm. um, and then when God blessed us with Scott, it was like, it's, it's, it's all over. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you know, man, um, just having him around, even though at first, nah, brother. <laughs> nah, brother. <laughs> I think we tried, we tried to jump Scott. We tried. <laughs> We tried everything. We was just so used to it was the four of us and it was mommy. And we yeah. saw mommy go through some trying times. We ain't finna let that happen again. I yeah. remember actually being at the restaurant when you ran into Grandma Olivia and asked, uh, you know, well, how, well uh, somebody asked you, you know, have you heard from Ronald or whatever? I remember that that time uh, being there. And, and you were with me. Yes, yeah. I was with you. We was at the little restaurant. I don't know what restaurant that was in Newburn, but we was out there during the summer. Somebody asked, I can't remember. I don't know if it was Grandma Olivia it, or somebody else. It was his dad. That's who it was. It That's was who it was. his dad. And I knew we it was, was at the close. Palace restaurant. Okay. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we was eating and somebody asked, well, when's the last time you heard from Ronald? This, this, mm -hmm. and that. And then, you know, right then and there, and I'm young, and I'm, I'm like, Ronald. Get out, of here. <laughs> Get out of here. And nah, nah, I'm the only man my mother need. And, and uh, nah, but having him really cultivated who I am today. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know what? Um, you know, this show is always about giving flowers. And I want to say, even though it can be taken negative, having my dad, uh, Kenny Senior, leave was probably the be best thing that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Um, I, it taught me how to be a man. I had three older sisters uh, that I, you know, I had to feel like I had to protect. I had to keep kosher. I had to make, even though I was the youngest, I had to, you know, I, I had to fight some people, you know what I'm saying, just to make sure that they wasn't going to talk bad about my sisters or disrespect my sisters. So it made me who I am in that way. And then it made me uh, realize that like, I would never do my, my kids that way. There you go. And you go. I pride myself on being the father that I am because of the father that I missed at the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I and want that's the people, what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, Ma. I want the people okay. listening to know that me and my uh, father, Kenny Senior, have developed a much better relationship over the years. Yes. It was not always like that. So I don't want y'all to think I'm bad-mouthing him. What he went through during that time, I don't know, right? So I, I, can't, right. I can't speak on you know, what made him do the things that he did. And I don't hate him or resent him for that. Um, but I do know growing up, I lacked having him. And uh, Scott stepped right in and, and made sure that I didn't. And I couldn't stand him some nights when <laughs> homework and cleaning up and 
whatever was whatever, but basketball, when it came to basketball, he just wanted, but really looking back, I know now that he literally just wanted me to give the best version of me that I could have. When I said I was taking regular English, he's like, why? No, go take AP. Like, what are you taking regular English for? You, you know, you're really good at speaking. Why don't take no, uh, I'm taking regular history. No, you're trying to coast through your senior year. Take AP history, like things like that. And just like being able, like for a while, I wasn't able to, I didn't feel comfortable talking to you about certain things when it came to females and things like that. And, and, you know, my body and all that. So it was him that I had to turn to and I was still reluctant for a, a little bit, but and he made it easier when he come to me and yo talk to me about what's going on because I know something yeah. going on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can't sit here in front like like son, you 16. <laughs> like tell me what's going on. <laughs> I know I was 16. You know, so he was a blessing um, in my life, and, and he is one of the reasons why I am the way I am with my children. Uh, mm-hmm. Him seeing how he was with me. Uh, has led me to be like that with Christopher Kamari and Amore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a he's a wonderful, wonderful person. Right. And you were talking about the way his childhood was. Can you elaborate yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He grew up, listen, was born in the projects, mm-hmm. was born in G75. Mm-hmm. Single parent household, uh, th- uh, five kids, three different days. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was by all means as a person that was seen as uh, um, not able to get out of the system. Right. And but he proved that thing wrong. Proved we went to all high the way school. To, yeah, we went to high school together. In fact, Grandma O.B. introduced me to him because my ninth year in high school, I went to a private high school in Asheville, North not Carolina. Not your ninth year in high school, Ma. That make you sound kind of slow. Your your freshman year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if you did nine years in high school, we got some other things to talk. About. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go My ahead, freshman go ahead. year in high school. Uh, Thanks, KJ. I got Thanks, you. KJ. We ain't finna look bad out here. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Not as smart as I was. <laughs> right, facts. And uh, so that sophomore year of high school, I came back and uh, Grandma B was his homeroom teacher. Mm. And she asked him, have you met my daughter? And he said, I didn't know you had one. So Mm. she introduced us. And, you know, one of the things that she liked about him was even then he was very respectful. He was known. I mean, he was in the top 5% of our graduating class. Basketball star basketball mm-hmm. star i mean uh all american he mm-hmm. had it all going on and just because you come out of an environment does not mean you have to uh, adapt to that environment talk about it and so he has some life goals for himself mm-hmm. um so you know uh we dated in high school then we broke up mm-hmm. in high mm-hmm. school and uh because you know I, as he liked to tell me i grew up on the other side of the track yeah he was on the other and, side uh, of train tracks i had to be <laughs> home at eight yeah 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 <laughs> grandma B wasn't playing that she was not playing mm-hmm. and um so we actually went to the same college and probably saw each other one time wow. on campus. one time we both went to central yep and uh it was like 20 years later that we, uh, that. yeah, that was that, that was that day yep, that I his dad, that. 20 years later, we hadn't had any contact. So, you know, for him, you know, he had been divorced for a while mm-hmm. and, um, 
you know, his thing was that he was going to move back to the East Coast because he served our country too, 23 right. years 23 in the military. Years in the Army. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, he was out west, came back to the east uh, so he could be closer to Sino. Mm -hmm. And um, he he was then what he was in high school. I mean, everyone knew him to be a person of character. Mm -hmm. Always been a man of character. And um, but heck, there were some things I didn't learn about him until after we got married. Right. And, the thing was, the way he carried himself, it didn't come up. Right. And I say that to say this, KJ, sometimes we as people feed off of excuses instead of feeding off of a fuel that can change those excuses to a changing of the way we live. Wow. I wow. used to tell y'all this. The decisions you make in life are long lasting and life changing. And life changing. Come on, mm -hmm. come on. So you got to think those things through. And then if you make the wrong decision, own it. Yeah. Own your decision that you've made and, and not look to uh, throw off on somebody else because you've made that decision. You can own it. And then you can turn around and disown it. Mm -hmm. Own it mm. enough to say, I'm not going to keep living like this. Mm. Disown that thing. Begin to rewrite your resume. Talk you now. Know? So um, I was actually going to bring that up to your two favorite sayings that have stuck with me throughout life. Uh, but now that you just hit on one, uh, the decisions that you make, this is something that you told us since we were pups, like little, little kids. Yep. Decisions yep. that you make are long lasting and life changing. It's something that I live by. It's something that I tell other people. And every decision ain't going to be your best decision. Um, but just know when you're going into making a decision that it could be long-lasting and life-changing. Yeah. Uh, and yep. then the other one, which is one that has stuck with me, like literally stuck with me and has made me, I think the person that I am, like really had a helping hand in my thought process on how I uh, interact with individuals how mm -hmm. uh, I was literally at dinner last night and I was explaining like, yeah, like I, 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 even on like, and I know it's like, you know, today's world. Right. But I don't block nobody. I block one person my whole entire life. And that's because she cheated on me with a white guy. But other than that, I don't block nobody because I, I, who am I to tell you like what you did was wrong. Right. And so your other saying that you say all the time is I don't got a heaven or hell to put you in. That's it. That's it. I don't. And I, don't. I live by that. I live mm -hmm. by that when I look at other people and I, they don't live up to the standards that I think that they should live up to. I just remove them from a certain capacity of my life, but I don't yeah. hate them. I don't put them in a box where, you know, I'm unreachable or nothing because once you uh, shun those people away and those times of needs, when they know that you, you will still be there from once you shun them away, you might be the last resort that they need. And That's once you right. judge them and put them in this box and cast them away to this, this, you know, cause this, this society now is like no new friends and uh, somebody do you wrong, just cut them off. And, yeah. Cut them off from having access to you in that nature, but don't cut nobody off completely because those people might, you might be, your life might be what they need to see to change their ways. Right. That's it. I totally, totally, totally agree with that. I totally agree. And so, you know, hey, I tried to live as much as possible by the word of God. He mm. who's without sin cast the first stone. Come on now. 
you know, and then so, you know, instead of me judging you, I'm going to judge me by the word of God so that he won't have to judge me. Mm. And then my thing is, if I can live my life in a way that will draw you closer to the Lord, Mm -hmm. then that's what I want to do. But understand that. And here's one thing I love about him. He gives to us the gift of repentance Mm. because, you know, the word of God says, you know, all have sinned and come short of his glory. So, but I'm grateful that I can say, Lord, please forgive me. And not only do I say it to him, but I'm okay with saying it to you. Mm. If I have offended you, if I have hurt you, if I have come against you, I don't have a problem with saying to you, please forgive me. You know, I think where the problem comes in for many of us is we want someone to forgive us but then we want to but then we don't want to hear why they drew the conclusion that they drew talk about it now you know we want to get our side out mm-hmm. and be heard but we don't want to hear what went into that person's mind and mm-hmm. their thought process and you know where did they come from where did I come from Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing I love about Scott. You know, he and I have these intellectual conversations. We have these spiritual conversations. We have these, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend conversations. Nah, one thing I really love about y'all, y'all are really like, y'all are still dating each other. Yes. You guys yes. are really still. And if anybody's ever been around you guys, if anybody, uh, even on like social media, when I creep on your page every once in a while, like <laughs> you'll post a picture of him and be like, Man, my husband is so fine. Like you just, y'all really are still enamored and in love, and really like it's ain't no facade. Like and no, and I know that because I talk to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like I know how y'all mm-hmm. really interact. Mm-hmm. But I know mm-hmm. sometimes people from the public view, they'll be like, "Nah, they ain't no way they." No, they're really like this. Yes. I'm telling you firsthand, they're really like this. Sometimes it is annoying, but they. You <laughs> <laughs> know, they're really he 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 he's guilty too. Oh, yeah. my baby is fine. And I'm like, bro, y'all 60 years old, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we just got back today from visiting one of your sisters, uh, Crystal. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I know she was like, well, you get ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we we took we uh, blessed ourselves with a room that way. Got yes, it. girl. You know, we we got time to spend <laughs> together, but the life is good. I love I love the life that I'm living, got and it. you know, even having gone through the trials and mm-hmm. uh, the, the recent faith fight, mm-hmm. I, 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 God is still good. KJ, that's why I be telling people, man. I say it in a different way than you, but I'm saying the same thing. Like life, I know I say life is still good. Like life is good. Like I know that everything is looking away and you might think the chips are down, but you're still here. I know so many people that are not still here. They don't have the time to complain. They don't have the time to worry. They don't have the time to sit back and reflect and say, oh, this happened and woe is me because they're not her anymore. Mm -hmm. And yes, Mm -hmm. God is good because he's the reason that I'm able to do this. But life life is like I have ups and downs like the next man. I tell people that all the time. Like, and you you know firsthand because I call you immediately. You know, this is going on. Man, this happened. Oh, I'm so tired of this. And you, t- yo, what's up? Like, you, right. you still here? Like, what? Do- yeah, I know this situation don't seem like the best situation, but you're going to make the best out of it. That's who you right. are. And sometimes you need that reminder. And I'm so blessed that I can literally go to you 
to have that reminder like, nah, this ain't how I raised you. This ain't how, you know, this ain't what I instilled in you. This ain't what grandma, people always tell, yo, KJ, you have really good diction. Like you're a really good orator. Yo, you know how many times instead of a butt whooping, my grandmother <laughs> made me pick up a dictionary because she was an English <laughs> and French teacher. Like this is why my vernacular is so expanded. Right. Like I, I this, this ain't come without trials and tribulations. Right. 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 <laughs> I would have rather take the butt whooping. <laughs> hey KJ, huh. or, or why I can play a Scrabble on the expert level. Yeah, hey, my. when I was in high school, I had to, I had to play. To, but you to ain't really have to say that. that right now. Well, I did KJ because Crystal brought it up this weekend. She All said right. one one day KJ, I learned that you're the expert. No, and, yeah, and and I really feel like you got like a, you you got a 32 year head start, right? Like you. <laughs> You had a cheat code, like you had grandma, grandma was done, and like that. That's, I, I don't think it's fair to me. I have never, for the people listening, I always challenge my mother in Scrabble when I go home, and I usually end up quitting. I'm gonna be honest, right. I usually end up quitting before the game is over, and I just make up something like, oh man, I gotta go meet Jelly Bean or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I never have beat my mom, but I'm, I'm guaranteed to beat her before I leave this earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two things I told my mom I'm going to do. I'm going to beat her in Scrabble and I'm going to buy her a boat. And I'm I'm committed to both of them. And you know what? I know you are. Mm -hmm. I know you are. I'll give you a Scrabble game for that boat. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't give me nothing. I'm going to earn this job. I'm going to earn this. I got a a quick question, Ma. So you being who you are in the in the church and uh if for those who are listening that don't know my mother she's a pastor at a church in uh uh Newburn, a co-pastor with uh her husband my uh father Scott and um they uh run a church in Newburn um and I want to ask you what is your views uh because of this progressive world that we live in right and uh, me and you talked about this a few weeks ago you know like mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. who question, like our, now society is questioning things, right? And I think it's a right. good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your views on like the people who combat, I don't really say combat religious, religiousness with spirituality. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. so me, I would tailor myself, I would put myself in the box of being a more spiritual person mm-hmm. than I would a religious person. Mm-hmm. But growing mm-hmm. up, religion was the thing, Right. Mm-hmm. So what what do you what are your views on that? Well, you know what KJ, I think that until you until you come to a place of an experience to know truth, mm. you're on a path of looking for truth. Mm. And as a believer, I would say this is why it's important for those like myself right. who are born again believers to don't just talk the talk. Mm-hmm. But what are you walking? Mm-hmm. What, what does your lifestyle say? You should be able, and this is not just from a spiritual perspective, but I look at this in life, period. And period, you know, if you want to come and give me a word from the Lord, I want to see how well you're living by the word he gave you. Mm. Don't talk but, to me if you ain't living it. Okay, because mm-hmm. my thing is, how can you hear him so clearly from me and you're not hearing him for yourself? Mm. And, and that's not a dig on people, but right, right. I, I just feel like sometimes we as people gravitate uh, to folk who are so shallow mm. and who are lacking the potency and the empowerment to be all they can be. And yet we go to them for wisdom. Right. 
My thing is, you know, this is what the scriptures say. When you've heard from God, counsel with man no more. Mm. So, so we have to really take a look at ourselves, mm -hmm. at the life that we are portraying. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when somebody reads my life, what does my resume look like? Right, right. Um, and there's so much stuff out there for sure. And, but you know, the Lord knew this day was coming. Mm -hmm. That's why for, for me training you all up in right. the word of God, once I got born again and I saw the difference it was making in my life, how we, how we have been saved many times right, right, because right. of putting together, um, activating the word of God. Facts. And, and so, you know, my thing is I've done that. You mm -hmm. all are grown now. And I have a promise from God that says, train them up in the way that they should go. And when they grow old, they won't depart. Mm -hmm. So I've had to train myself to realize that no matter where you all in life, if you are not uh, exemplifying the training, that means you haven't grown old yet. Got you. Because it says when you grow old, you won't depart from it. Right. right. It tells me that you're still growing. Mm. You're still growing. And, and it's no longer my job to, to I'm here for you. Already you already did your job. Your, your job right. is to train us up. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm not Holy Ghost Junior. And I'm not Father <laughs> God. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. You know? So, so, but I'm here and I will remain here. And my time now is in prayer and in conversation mm -hmm. and, you know, in, in showing you all love. I've said this to you personally so many times. Mm -hmm. And this is true for, for, for all of your siblings. And this might be a hard thing for some parents to say. And maybe I'm saying it because of what I know thus far. Right. But even Scott and I've had this conversation and I said, you know, I just can't ever see myself turning my back on them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I pray that I would never do such a thing. And, right. and my reason for it is when I was growing up different era, but I can honestly say my mother never turned her back on me. Right, right. Never turned her back on me. No, nah, I, I just took you through the ringer and you still, <laughs> I know, I know, like between me and Kaneta, we done took you through the ringer. We talk about it all the time. We understand. And, uh, and you have still never wavered in your ability to level with us, your ability to, um, again, coach, coach us through some of our most trying times, uh, you know, in 2010, I had one of the worst moments of my life. Yes. And if it wasn't for you and Kevon at that time, I don't even know if I'd still be here. And, and God, you know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. know if I'd still be here. Uh, and for the people that I don't know, in 2010, I, I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I uh, called my mom. I, I tied a belt around the roof of the, uh, the the room, and I had a chair there. And I called my mom on on, on Skype, and I told her that I didn't want to do this anymore, and I didn't want to be here anymore. And um, she called my sister, and they prayed. They just prayed, prayed, prayed. Yeah. Little yeah. did I know, uh, the the people that I was just with, my homeboy Swizz, Burry, who I'm still close to they kicked down my door at the time yep. that I was about to end my life. And so yep. I am a true testament to say prayer works, right? Like oh, yeah. that right there shows you like, I was literally about to end it all 
And instead of them like crying or whatever, they just sat there and they prayed, they prayed, they prayed, get, you know, and, and their prayer brought those guys who I just yep. told, like, I don't feel like dealing with y'all, get out of my face, boom, boom, boom. And they, they came back for me. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, KJ, prayer works. I mm. mean, there's so many testimonies in our Man, lives. so many. So many. Mm-hmm. I can remember when we were living in the D.C. area and mm-hmm. <clears throat> driving down uh, uh, Indian Head Highway mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a car out of nowhere came uh, towards us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't going so fast. And I remember in that moment, I prayed uh, a prayer using one word, and that was Jesus. Mm. And he turned our car around to keep that car from hitting us wow. head on. Wow. I mean, you know, I think about how he's recently brought me through a, a battle that the doctors yep. are still amazed at. Yep. Prayer does work. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I encourage your audience um you know to 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 be encouraged mm-hmm. and instead of you know feeling low 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 uh you know you can come out of that you mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have to stay in that low state mm-hmm. what you have to do is first of all you know tell yourself i'm going to come out of this facts I'm, i may not know how but i'm coming out of this facts and here's the beautiful thing you can come out without digging a hole for somebody else mm. You don't have to step on somebody else. You don't have to bury somebody else for yourself to come out. Oh, no, 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 no. You change your thinking, transformative coaching. That's what Mm -hmm. I do. And then you change your words. Mm -hmm. And the more you begin to say where you're going, which lines up with where you really want to go, the closer you'll start moving towards that. You may have to change the people you're around. You may have to change what you're looking at. You may Mm -hmm. have to change what you're listening to. You may have to change what you're reading, but then you say, well, my life is worth it. So I'm going to make these changes. And then you need someone like me. That's Mm -hmm. why I am a master certified life coach. Talk now, talk now. Testimonies. I have testimonies of people that have moved from the, you know, what we would call the loader bar to excelling in life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, our lives are designed for us to fulfill our destiny and fulfill Mm -hmm. our purpose and to fulfill life goals. And um, if we're not doing any of that, if we feel like we're stuck in the mud, we don't have to stay stuck. There are two positions you don't have to stay in. You don't have to stay in neutral and you don't have to stay in park. And you certainly don't have to go uh, uh, in reverse. You can move forward. You can move Mm -hmm. forward, but we have to have a support system that can help us with that. This is what this sister girl does. Hey, all right, Ma. I know you got to get out of here. We, I, I, this literally could go on for another hour, two hours. You know how our phone conversations be. Yeah. I, uh, I know you got to get out of here. So I got two things for you before you get out of here. Okay. Uh, if you, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that one of my favorite things, and you know for sure that one of my favorite things in the world is music. Music uh, has played such a, a pivotal role in my life, such an important part of my life. Um. So if you had to pick one song that you had to listen to to get you through a trying time, what would it be for you? Oh, my God. My favorite song now is by uh, Torrin Wells, Never Lost. Mm, I got to check that one out. You've got to check it out. That right. is a powerful song. Okay. Mine is uh, 
Leandra, I, I I think Leandra Johnson is like my spirit child. I think She's I'm awesome. saying her name right. Uh-huh. Uh, but her and Donald Lawrence, uh, Deliver Me, Exodus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That song, every time I hear that song, between that one and her song, Jesus, oh, uh, yeah. those two really, really, like, do something to me. Like, really do something to me. Mm. Uh, make me feel really good. So, mm. all right, Torn Wells. Yes. Right, check yes. that one out. Yes. And, okay. Before you get out of here, on the 20th episode, the 20th final episode of season one, could you lead us out in prayer? Oh, yes, KJ. I would be so honored. Father, I thank you for KJ, man of God. I thank you for his listening audience. I declare and decree greatness is on the inside of every last one of them. And Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, I thank you that greater is he that is in those who have confessed Jesus as Lord than he that is in the world. And for those who have not confessed Jesus as Lord, I just pray this prayer and I pray that they will repeat it and mean it in their heart and just say, dear Lord, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I do believe Jesus Christ was dead, buried and resurrected for me. Live in my heart that I may live for you all the days of my life. Now, Father, I thank you that what you put on the inside of them, it has sustaining power. I thank you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that they will excel in every area of their lives and that they will, Father God, push past the pain so that they can fulfill their lives and achieve the goals that have been set for them. In Jesus' Jesus name, name. amen, amen. amen. And KJ, I'd like to invite your audience to... um, Visit our church. We stream Uh refreshinglives.org. We're on Facebook. Or they could just go to our website, refreshinglives.org. On Sundays, we're there at 10 a.m. East Coast time. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. East Coast time. And they can pick us up there streaming. Y'all go check that out. Go uh, get y'all some word. Go get y'all some uh, encouragement. Um, Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Mom, thank you so much for... uh, being uh, transparent, being open, having a great conversation. I really appreciate you. I love you for life and Mm -hmm. everything that you've done for me. Um, I'm so appreciative. And I, if I never uh, find, uh, get a girlfriend again, I know I I found the greatest love when I met you uh, and then knowing my kids. So I, I'm thankful um, forever and a day for everything that you have blessed me with, given to me, and uh, still um, for you pushing me in the right direction, even when I Uh fall short. Oh, KJ, I love you. I just thank God for you. You are one of my many blessings. And thank you for inviting me on your podcast. This has been a blast. I've got to get you on my side. Come on now. You know, I do a... um, in fact, uh, market calendars with this coming Friday okay. at 5.30 p.m. East Coast time on my A Better Me Empowerment page. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll be up there uh, bringing in the um, Be Better Summer Series. We're wrapping it down. And then the following Friday, September the 18th, I'll have Dr. D.D. Freeman okay. out of Maryland. Uh, a renowned international speaker, but it will be at 7 p.m. East Coast time. Gotcha. I can make that one so for sure. I'll be you. off of work by then. 
All right, sweetheart. I love, love you, you too. As always, again, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Organized Chaos. I'm so appreciative that you guys have been here with me for 20, 20, 20 episodes in 2020. Thank you so much. There is more to come, greatness to come. Thank you for everything. I love you guys. And as always, before I get out of here, stay you, stay true, and stay out the way. Peace.